over 70 hours per week of Houston's best local sports talk. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. KFNC at KFNC HD2 on Bellevue, Houston. Brought to you by Zadok Jewelers. This is Moneyline. This is Moneyline. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello, world! Yeah, you know what time it is. We're back! And football's here. It's week two, and we're about to drop the boom! I'm in studio with the statistician, my partner in grind, at Josh Jordan 97.5 is where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan! What's up, Jerry? It is Sunday. It is football time. Maybe not necessarily in Houston, since the game's in Cleveland, but we got football, we got bets. We got fantasy play. We got everything. And we got the phone lines open for you. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. Come hang out on Twitch because we got the little community going. You got your own questions within you guys answering for yourselves. But you can also, like I said, call us at 713-780-3776. Get it off your chest. It's a make a statement. Week two. What happened in week one? Was there an overreaction? Because I'm going to use the word, uh, the phrase overreaction theater. Are we going to overreact of the things that we saw in week one? And that's what's going to lead us to bets, to value, to fantasy plays, to the sleepers, to a little bit of everything. This show is for you. But I'm going to overreact for the guy behind the glass, keeping us in line for the next few hours. Aaron Raybould, what's happening, Aaron? Morning, boys. How's it going? It's football time, bro. It's it's go time. This is what this show is built off of. We started... What three football seasons ago? Um, we got we missed week one, unfortunately, but we're here. We pulled some strings. I've been I've been going through COVID tests like a cigarette, like in the words of Granado, like heaters. And I'm just and 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 everything is COVID uh negative in my household now. Shout out to my daughter. She is she's good now. So here we are. We're able to rock it for you guys. So let's open it up, Josh. Not to go too far back because we only talk to you guys once a week. So it's hard to go back and let's review everything. But at least from a Texan standpoint, what are your thoughts of, of what occurred last week? Man, I, I was surprised. The Texans played a lot better than I anticipated. Defense, where well, they have three interceptions. I mean, <laughs> what a great performance there. I thought uh, Tyrod Taylor did a nice job. The, the running game just did enough. And uh, they looked like a professional football team out there. They looked prepared to play that day. And Jacksonville, not so much. So I think we, uh, I think we are a little too down on the Texans, a little too high on the Jaguars, right? I mean, they won one game last year, and we just assumed they were going to be so much better. But you know, not the case. Some growing pains for Trevor Lawrence, and uh, the Texans' offense looked competent. I was happy about that this week. Whew, it's going to be a big challenge. But hey, I'm happy for those guys. We had people telling us that we're going to bet the Texans to lose every single game the entire season. You know, so at least we got that out of the way. They won a football game. We spoke about the over under for season total wins, and and I was heavily on the under, but I always said that week one's what scares me so much yeah. because it's in the air. 
it's just so crazy because t- it, it all makes sense now. Once the game's over, we overthink this, this, these narratives that we pick up th- throughout the offseason or personal vendettas that you have. Then all of a sudden you start thinking, man, yeah, the Texans are that bad. Okay, maybe they are, but how bad are the Jaguars? Mm-hmm. And that was the question here. And for a, a, a rookie head coach, again, a rookie quarterback on the road, divisional game, and you're getting over a field goal. It even got to three and a half. Three and a half. And I still, I just stayed away. Sometimes I get, sometimes I have a good feel for the Texans. Sometimes I'm like, eh, maybe I'll be a little, a little emotional. Let me stay away. And I think this was a good time for me to stay away because it was the first game with a new coaching staff and a new quarterback. A lot of unknown, right? So sometimes the bet you don't make is the best bet. I know one thing that Mark Ingram loves him some Cully. Yeah. And uh, you know why? You got to think about last year when the Ravens, the team that loves to run the ball, right? What'd they do? A healthy scratch yep. when they needed running uh, running backs. They healthy scratched Ingram. Then all of a sudden, Cully takes a chance on Ingram's. You know he had some kind of input on that. Like, yeah, Ingram, oh, yeah. He, that guy's got legs still. <laughs> He's a good locker room guy. Bring him over here. He's more thanking him like, thank you for believing in me. Yeah. In other words, he should be saying, thank you for believing in me. Let's not get up too high, though, because now you have a, a spread that started at 12 and a half. It sat at 12 and a half for a lot of the week. Now it's 13. Now 13 and a half at some places. Does it get to 14? Let's start breaking that game down because we're going to need a few segments from that. Texans Browns opened at 12 and a half. Texans on the road. Now it's about 13, 13 and a half. Depends where you get it. But now we're touching the two touchdown mark right around that. What are your first thoughts? My first thoughts are I'm hoping that the Browns get the ball. Basically, I'm just kind of thinking, can I bet this thing live and get a better number? That, that's what I'm kind of thinking is, that, you know, okay, can we get can we get the spread to move a little bit? Because, you know, Jerry, like, you don't make a living off a 13-and-a-half-point spread. Not in the NFL. You, you know what I mean? Like, uh-uh. So I, I want to live bet this thing and see if even if I could get a better positive or negative number. I just want the line to move. I don't like where it is now. And and I've, I've done that pretty well last week. A lot of these games, I was like, eh, I don't like it there. But let me see if the game starts and what I want to happen happens, and I can get a better number. So that'll be that'll be where I'm leaning. But for people that are just going to bet before the game, Man, this is – I think the Browns are going to roll this week. I, I really do. Now, if they beat them by two touchdowns, eh, I don't know. Maybe the Texans could get a backdoor cover at the end of the game. That's what I'd be worried about. But I, I think the Browns are, are going to kick some ass this week. How do you feel about the Browns after week one? Did that tell you anything about them? Does that – many people are, are, are penciling in the Browns versus Chiefs uh, deep in the playoffs. It. Do you see it happening that way from what you saw? And do you see it panning out like it always does that Mahomes, once again, we saw it in that playoff run where they, you know, the, the not last year, but the previous year where they were down double digits in every single playoff game and he came back and you know how that story ended. What do you make of that game as well as far as from the Browns' perspective? Do you respect them a little more? Are they, they are who we thought they were or what is it? I think they're a good football team. I think they'll be back in the playoff. That was a close game. It was 33 to 29. The game was in Kansas City. You know, it and they looked good. They had some struggles at the end of the game, but that's what Patrick Mahomes, he, that's what he does, man. Is he kills you at, at the end of games. He's so he's even better at Brady than that. I think Mahomes is in like the 60 to 70% range for a, being able to come back late in a football game where even guys like Tom Brady are are really good in the 30% range. I mean, Mahomes he is just a master of that. But the Browns, I think they're going to 
be a very good football team. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the, the AFC championship game, Browns and Chiefs, that we just witnessed last week. When we talk about bet tickets and bet percentages as far as money, that's when you start seeing where it's public and where is the actual money getting bet at. 53% of the bets, so just slightly over half on the Texans, so it's pretty much half and half, 53 to 47, okay. But then as far as the money, 68% is on the Browns. Now, my thing here is if the line opened up at 12 and a half, 13, right? Let's call it 13 because that consensus, that's what I'm showing here. Some places had 12 and a half. Let's say 13. If it opened at 13 and all that amount of money is going down on the Browns and it's only moved a half a point, does that tell you a little something that the books aren't scared to take in Browns money at at, at that price? Because if not, they would quickly move it to 14. Hey, let's go 14 and a half. You're going to have to give me two touchdowns and some to take the Browns. At this point, they're not scared one bit. They're saying that's what this line tells me. It's it's calling for Browns money. If you want to take it here, take this premium. But we're not going to give you the full full two touchdowns if you're taking the Texans. Does that make you feel some type of way? Because many are going to go back to that last... the windy game. Let's call it the wind game, right? Or let's call it the the chub fell down at the inside the five yard line mm-hmm. that would have covered game. If you all remember that, Chubb yeah. had a break. He broke open into the field. He was running like the wind, like Josh says, and then he went down to the to the. I mean, this heartening the the, the break heart uh, or the heartbreak of the uh, Cleveland backers of that game. I don't put any anything into that game because that was a windy game, dude. It was. I mean, they, it wasn't even a football game, it didn't feel like. You know, they just couldn't throw the ball. You know, I just throw that one out. I'm with you. I'm not, you know, what can you judge based on that? Neither of the quarterbacks could throw the football. So I will say I'm a little worried that Texans going to have some trouble stopping the run this week. I think that's going to be an issue. And we're going to get into that game on this next segment from every angle as far as from fantasy perspective. Do you stack one team? Or are you just going to stay away from that? We're going to give you some props, but before we get to that, how about the over-under? 48, 48 and a half some places. It jumped from 46. So right off the top, you're seeing money coming in. The, 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 the total has gone up two full points. Does that mean anything to you? Are they overlooking things? Do you think the Texans have to contribute maybe maybe 20 uh, to, to get to 17 to what? 17 to 30 still doesn't get you there, and that's right around the spread. So now you're looking at 31, 8. 31-18, 31-19, more of a football score. That gets you there. Does that seem feasible? Yeah. I, I'm probably going to stay away from the total on this one just because I don't know what to do with the Texans. I, I really don't. You know, I, I, I'm i worried that, you know, Tyrod, he really escaped a lot of pressure last week. Like, he was a magician just kind of as soon as, a you know, a defensive player was about to get him. He'd do some quick footwork and get out of the way and get rid of the football. I'm worried he's going to look a little more like he looked against Tampa where he couldn't elude that pressure and he got drilled and fumbled the football. You know, with Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney, I think he's going to be in a lot of pressure today. So I worry about the Texans' ability to to score points. You're right. I might stay away from that total, but I'm not going to stay away from my bookie. That's one thing I'm not going to do because they are back. And they are back on money line. You know that they are near and dear to our hearts. It's football season and it's go time. And it's time for you to use promo code BET97.5. I'm going to tell you why. Because we use that phrase, you don't gamble on the gamble. 
Like some of these people that you bet with, once you win, you're fat and happy. You spent some money on Sunday. You gave the kids some extra allowance. Then you go to cash out Monday and you have no one to talk to. That's gambling on the gamble. You don't have that problem over at MyBookie because they have the best customer service in the industry. Not only that, but the best lines. And not only that, but the best promo codes. Bet bet 97.5. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's free money. They're giving you money to play against them. Who does that? I don't. I wouldn't, but they do, and that's why I love MyBookie. Go over to MyBookie right now and use promo code BET975 and start winning. Listen throughout this show because we are going to be firing off props directly from MyBookie. Go over there. Get those uh, deposits loaded. It's not just for new accounts like how they usually have it. It's for all accounts. We want you here, everybody, whether you were here or there, whether you're opening up account, everybody is included. That's MyBookie. Go get that deposit bonus. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Yeah, you know what time it is. It's not Bone and Biggie. It's Jordan and Bo. It's Josh and Jerry, and it's Aaron behind the glass, and we're about to rock this thing. 713-780-3776. Shout out to everyone on Twitch. Dr. Dre's in the house. Still recovering. Hope you feel better. I know that you missed out on some of those Astros games. Shout out to the Astros. We're, we're coming down the backstretch. There's a magic number. We might get it to them a little bit. It's week two. We're trying to get to football. But shout out to those Astros. Shout out to you. Who's got the barbacoa? Alex Villanueva asked. I need some as well. I can smell it in the air. Hopefully, we can put some winners on the barbecue pit. We're going to put some fantasy goodness inside the pot, and we're going to start cooking it. We're going to go back to that Texans game. The beloved, uh, your beloved Texans against those, those Cleveland Brownies. What do we think from a fantasy perspective? I think I love me some uh, passing game with the Browns right here. And uh, Landry's a guy I'm in on. Baker Mayfield's a guy I'm in on. I have him in some stacks. I also like Nick Chubb a lot this week. I just I think the Browns are going to score a lot of points. This is this is a big game for them. They can't go down 0-2. And, and I don't know if you noticed how their coach was talking to them after their loss. They're like, guys, uh, we're going to play the 1-0 Texans. You're the 0-1 Cleveland Browns. We're playing the 1-0 Texans this week. So he's really playing up that angle that Browns are going to come out hungry here. I, I expect a, a convincing win by the Browns. I think it's going to be at least 10 points, but I don't know if it's going to be all the way to like 14. So you're not confident in the spread either? It's a, it's a pass? Yeah, I'm kind of a pass, but if, you know, say if, the, say if the Browns come in there and score immediately when the game starts and then the spread goes up even more, then I might be a player on firing on the Texans plus the points. Okay, let me ask you this. Jarvis Landry averages 19 PPR points in the games that Beckham has missed. That's six. So he's due for an eruption spot. I think he gets high targets. I'm going to be all over him on props. I'm going to be all over him on pretty much everything. But my question is this. With a team total in 30 and a half, 31 points, who do we go with in the backfield? Is it going to be split? Is this where you take a chance and everyone's going to you zig when they zag, right? Is everyone going to go on Landry? Is everyone going to go with Chubb? And then this is where you can sneak in with Kareem Hunt at a little bit of a cheaper price. And he's going to, if it's a blunt, if it's a, if it's a wide margin of a game, if it's two touchdowns, Kareem Hunt's going to see 13, 15, 17 touches. That's including receptions. Do you fire him up somewhere, or do you look for the number two receiver in Donovan Peoples-Jones, maybe? Is it maybe one of the two tight end sets that they ran in Hooper and Njoku? Where do you go? That's the thing, man. Is I was thinking about doing that, and 
I just don't feel confident enough in these lesser than name brand Browns players. You know, so I do like Kareem Hunt. I don't mind playing him because you get a nice discount. You don't have to pay as much for him as Nick Chubb. So I like Hunt, but I'm going to stick with Landry. I just don't think any of the corners on the Texans can cover this guy. You know, you remember Bradley Roby's gone. It's going to be Vernon Hargraves, Mitchell. You know, I don't believe in any of these guys. I think Landry's going to have a big game. You know who I don't believe in? Although he did, I guess, overexceeded expectations, Danny Amendola. Whenever I saw that come across the screen that they – Daniel Amendola, because Danny was he was younger. He's turned into Daniel, Sir Daniel Amendola. Man, what the hell are they doing? Whenever I had to open up the, the the notification, like what did they add him to the to the to the coaching squad? I mean, what is going on here? And then he goes out and puts up a, some box score in week one. Yeah. Well, I'll be damned, but I'm not trusting Danny Amendola. Do you trust anyone, Aaron? From that backfield, did, did, did week one give you any kind of uh, security, any kind of faith that it's going to be Ingram or Johnson, anything you trust from the Texans' aspect? I mean, as compared to what? Compared to the rest of the league? No. Compared to last year's abomination that they tried to run with, I, I feel better than I would last year. I still don't know if they're going to be anywhere near, I don't even know if they'll be top half in rushing. How does 13 and a half make you feel? Texans plus 13 and a half. You want it, take it. I want that. I, I really want that second, that other half. I want it at 14. If when, I'm waiting. And the second it hits 14 on my bookie, then I'll I'll hit. But 13 and a half, I just, I want that key number. I don't know if it comes. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm right yeah. there with you. I want a Shanti. I don't know if she's going to give me the half point is either. So from overall perspective, we're back to score one. I'm not sure you fire up anyone. I mean, Brandon Cooks. That's the guy I was going to point to, but... I talked about it earlier. I worry about Tyrod Taylor being able to avoid that pass rush. It's going to be nasty this week. And I know the Texans' offensive line's a little better. Marcus Cannon played well last week at right tackle for him. So I, I, I think they're going to be good. There's going to be some good battles at tackle versus Clowney and versus Miles Garrett. Like, that's going to be some interesting stuff to watch this week. Here's the problem, Jerry, is Brandon Cooks is such a downfield guy. Are they going to have enough time? to get him downfield and get him the football. How about a guy named Pharaoh Brown as a security blanket? Uh, undrafted free agent Pharaoh Brown, but if you look back at what he's done, 20 of 24 targets overall with the Texas, 257 yards, two touchdowns for a guy that when you think about Tyrod Taylor, it screams tight end best friend, you know, like game manager, smart guy, uses his intermediate routes. It screams Pharaoh Brown. Do you fire him up maybe as a long, long uh, on DFS? We're, uh, as far as season long, yeah, 12, 14 teams, yeah, he's not one of the top. But as far as DFS, do you maybe try to get in a, in a game that you think that maybe they'll be down two touchdowns, three touchdowns, where they're throwing, throwing, throwing the ball? Or you're just, man, just Jerry, just stop it. Man, if I'm going to go cheap at tight end, I'll probably go with somebody like Cole Komet, somebody like that. I just, with Farrell Brown, you're like, boy, he better score or I'm screwed. You know, so I'm not going to go that deep. I've been a little more inclined to pay up for tight end, even in daily uh, this year. I, it's just it's such a wasteland after you get past those first three or four guys. I've always paid up for tight ends, yeah. Josh. Let's go to the next game. Worth every penny, Jerry. What other game do you want to get to before we go to break? Let's get to this Colts game. All right. Colts, let's do it. Rams, three and a half point spread. Rams favored on the road. Do you see an overreaction here, or do we? Is, does this does this line hold truth to it? I'm I'm all in on the Rams, so I'm taking the bait. If that's you know what I mean, I, I am. I really believe in the in the Rams this week. Uh, Colts, you know, they lost some some people in their secondary, so they're a little weak and vulnerable there. And but they are getting some help back on the offensive line. I think isn't Eric Fisher supposed to play this week for them? 
So that, that's big. And he's coming off a nasty injury. I can't believe he's already ready to go. Big Quentin Nelson versus, you know, who Aaron Donald on the other side. That's going to be a, a matchup between the trenches that you got to look for. Is there fantasy goodness within this game? Is it going to be a Matt Stafford game that you talk about? The Colts might be a little thin on the back end. Yep. Is it someone that on the uh, in the in the Colts backfield with with I guess the the musical chairs that they play at times, but you, sometimes it's Taylor. But what do you see happen in this game? Let's start with the Rams side. Are you taking any running backs? I mean, you got to love Henderson. I, I like him, and he got a lot of touches last week. I think Sony Michelle only had like one rush. So he's clearly still learning the offense, which is expected. So I, I like him. I like everybody basically on the Rams. I like Cooper Cup better than I like Robert Woods this week. If you have Robert Woods in season long, go ahead and fire him up. But in daily, he might be somebody I get away from. He kind of saved his fantasy owners last week with the last minute touchdown. Outside of that, he wasn't great. But man, Cooper Cup and, and Matt Stafford. I love it. It's exactly true what you say. Michelle only had one touch, and what sticks out of that, it makes your point even more obvious because he only had 6% of the snap rate. He's only in there 6%, so that's not because anything else other than he probably doesn't know the play. Yeah. He, he's getting accustomed to what how they do things there. Uh, on the other side, Henderson, 17 touches on the other 94% of the snaps. When you have someone in there and that kind of snap rate and then 17 touches, maybe he can get around the 20 range. Yeah. you got to fire him up if you can. Cooper Cup. 98% of the 10 targets, 7 108, 1. Now he faces someone that Tyler Lockett was burning down the field. I mean, we were talking about yep. bombs were being dropped. Are you firing up Cooper Cup confidently? Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm rolling with him. I'm a guy that actually took Robert Woods over Cooper Cup in my seasonal draft, and I'm already regretting it. Love me some Cooper Cup. I just like Robbie, uh, Bobby Trees Woods. Bobby I just like, Trees, baby. I, I just like to say that. But you know what I like to say now that's going to become a household name, I think, this season? Tyler Higby. Yeah, he he got so much opportunity last week. 23% of the target share. That's, um, you know, 23% as a yeah. tight end? Yeah. You didn't think that he would be there. You think that he would be behind Robert Woods, behind, uh, what, Van Jefferson, behind Deshaun Jackson. But instead, he was ahead of those guys, yep. and he's still cheap in the DFS world. Fire up Higby. He's going to eat today. And he's going to have over four and a half receptions. Go ahead and hit that prop over at my bookie as well. No, you definitely want to hit that prop over at my bookie, guys, because my bookie is the best place to place your bet. You want to actually make money and actually cash it in, and they send you the money. You don't want to be gambling on the gamble. We talk about that all the time, guys. And the other reason, they, they have the best lines. They have the easiest interface to use. You don't have to bring around your your computer. You can do everything on your cell phone. And how about live betting? That's been what Jerry and I have been pushing so much. The live betting is fantastic on my bookie. If you don't love the line where it is, like we were talking about the Browns-Texans line, wait for the game to start. Find a good moment where you think you got a good opportunity and fire on it in the middle of the game. We find that to be a great way to make some money because you actually get to see the game start to unravel and you get a feel for how it's going to play out. And you can find a lot of value that way, guys. So the other reason you want to join is they're going to match your deposit. All you have to do is go to mybookie.ag and put in promo code BET975 and they will match your initial deposit all the way up to 1000 bucks. Guys, they're doing that for new customers, old customers. They're doing that for everybody. Tell me a place where you're going to find something like that, guys. So you want to get to mybookie.ag. AG, do it on your phone, your laptop, or tablet. It's easy. It's so fun. Have the games mean more, guys. So get over to mybookie.ag. We'll be right back. You're listening to ESPN 97.5. I don't blame you, Don. 
You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. It's Moneyline. It's Josh Jordan. It's Aaron Rabel behind the glass. And I'm just Jerry Bowe. Sports because I don't have the Z no more. It's permanently dead. Twitter said, who this? They wrote me like, I, I don't even contact us anymore. Rest in peace to Jerry Bowe knows with a Z. He was a good guy. Yeah, he might have drank a little bit too much on Twitter sometimes and got out of line like the rest of us. But he was a good guy. Gave you winners sometimes. Sometimes gave away things. Peace out. Jerry Bowe knows with a Z. Let's get back to some more games. Let's get back to some more money. Let's get back to some AFC games. Where do we start? Where do you want to go, Josh? Because there's plenty of games to get to, and I like to go in within the division of the Texans. That's why I went coach. Let's get to this Titans game. All right. You want to jump over the Titans game here? Man, playing the Seahawks this week. Boy, Seattle looked good, didn't they? Something about Russell Wilson at the beginning of a season, right? Like he was on a tear last year to start the fantasy season. And he's, he's off to, it looks like, the same start this year. So if I'm a Russell Wilson owner, I, I'm very happy, and I'm definitely looking at him in daily just because he's so good at the beginning of seasons. And Tyler Lockett looked great. You got DK Metcalf. So even Chris Carson had a nice week. So I'm liking me some Seattle here. As far as the Titans, rough start for them, man. They really had some issues last week dealing with Arizona. Is it because of Arthur Smith and his departure? Does that have anything? Because people are running to that route right away, and – I do understand that. It's it's overreaction theater week. We're going to see what really happens. But one thing that sticks out on paper that you cannot lie about is that Tennessee only did 11% play action rate, which was the lowest in the league, coming off of Arthur Smith that had the highest play action rate. And that's what made Tannehill a different guy than what we saw in Miami, a guy that he would get you off balance, a guy that you have to respect at the backfield, a guy that now you have another weapon and now you're not using the play action as much. I'm not sure. Let's see another week to see what happens. Yeah, they just loaded up. Uh, the, the Cardinals did. We're like, we're going to stop Derrick Henry. They ran a lot of base personnel. The Titans did. A lot of the stuff besides the play action was pretty much what they did last year with Derrick Henry. They just could not get it going. Taylor Lewan was just getting whipped by Chandler Jones. He came out and said it after the game. Like, you know, I deserve to be booed. You know, I had a poor game. And look what happens when a guy like J.J. Watts attracting a lot of attention on a line and then Chandler Jones can just go go crazy in his matchup on the outside. So I think it's going to be interesting this week with Tennessee. It wasn't great in the passing game either. Like, A.J. Brown had a decent game. But I was listening to Greg Cosell. He said Julio Jones was struggling to get open in one-on-ones. I don't that, – that doesn't mean that's going to be the case for the rest of the year. But in that one game, Julio couldn't get open. If that's going to stay that way, Titans are in trouble. Last week, Seattle didn't allow any of the receivers to go over 43 receiving yards. Do you have any confidence in A.J. Brown or Julio Jones, Aaron? Either of them, are you firing them up? I want to have confidence in Julio Jones. I really, really do. I just, I, after watching how, I mean, Tannehill just got rocked last week. And you got to, to me, I think back to what Miami Tannehill was. You saw a scared guy playing quarterback, and after a couple years with the Titans, he looked like he had confidence, he had swagger. He realized, oh, I'm actually supposed to be doing this. But after getting sacked that many times and having Chandler Jones literally just lay on top of you for four quarters. Some people might like that. They might, (laughs) but I don't know if, like, I have a feeling he's going to start, he's going to do that Sam Darnold start start seeing ghosts all of a sudden. Ooh, 
man, what a fall that would be for the Titans. You know, like I didn't see that coming, and it's only one game, but I, I don't like their chances going to Seattle here. I mean, what do you think? Six-point spread. That tells you a lot there. That tells you quite a bit. A six-point spread. Are, are they enticing you? Does that seem to a guy that a public better that loved the Julio Jones edition and, and he feels like week one isn't really telling and then he's getting six points? Mm-hmm. I mean, that seems like maybe somewhat of a trap. Six points. But I'll throw you some stats out. In games that the Seahawks have been favored in over six points, so six and a half and more, Crossing that touchdown line, they cover at less than 40% at home. Mm. You wouldn't think that. No, because it used to be a narrative going to Seattle. Yeah. It was a tough place to play. It's just those big spreads. Whenever it's short spreads, just whenever you get past that six, it went, I'm seeing six and a half. I'm seeing six play. and a half now, yeah. That seems like a lot for a team that has an offense that can backdoor cover. It's so easy to overreact in week two, right? I mean, we just have the, the smallest little sample size of games to go off of here if we're just looking at 2021. And the other thing we have to remember is these teams have known who their week one opponents were going to be for months. You know, so they've been able to, to prepare for week one for months. Teams aren't going to be able to do that on a weekly basis, you know, so things are going to change a lot. A lot of things we think we know right now, we're going to feel totally different in about 24 hours. And I'm not going to feel different about Russell Wilson because he was the number one quarterback scorer week one. If you look at Tyler Lockett, his last 16-game sample, which was used to be a regular season, right? 1,000 yards, 12 touchdowns, 96. If you look at Metcalf, 83 for 1,200 yards for 10 touchdowns. And those guys are both on the same team. Those are both his weapons. Who's it going to be today? Are you going back to the Lockett well, or are you going to go back to DK, which still had a decent game, but it wasn't Lockett. It wasn't. I, I'm probably going more with DK, and here's why. I've owned Tyler Lockett in a lot of different fantasy leagues. He's very boomer bust. You know what I mean? Like Tyler Lockett's giving you 100 yards and two touchdowns, or he's giving you three for 47. You know, like he's very up and down. I. I compare him to Joey Galloway. You remember Joey Galloway? Oh, I remember. Yeah, it he was would either, bust open yeah, sometimes. Or he'd just kill you. Tyler Lockett's got a little bit of that. He's not quite to that level, but it's in that range. Shout out to Joey Galloway. Joey Galloway. If you're listening to Moneyline. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that name in a long time. Let's go through the division and get to another game before, uh, before we get to this next break. Jaguars-Broncos. Yeah. About a six-point spread. Are you going to overreact from last week? Because I had someone reach out to me on on a Moneyliner, actually, and he said that he listened to the station. He listened to our show. He's probably listening right now and asked, you know, I'm really trying to uh, get serious about betting, and I want to know, like, what is it that you look at or what sites? And he asked me all these questions, and it took me two days just to write them back. Man, I don't even know where to start because I don't know where to start when someone asks you that because everyone has a different approach they take. But i tell you one thing that you have to take and you have to do is – what changed from week to week? So always look at one spread and ask, ask yourself, what changed? So say this spread, for example. If it's a spread that was at three and a half before last week on the look-ahead line, what did we learn in week one from the Jacksonville Jaguars that they pretty much are as bad as we thought, maybe a little worse? Yeah. But then what did we learn from Denver? Not really anything. They beat up on a Giants team. So, so why is the overreaction that all of a sudden from three and a half to six, six and a half maybe you'll even see? It's and a Jerry big- Judy went down. So then how are you going to yeah. give that team more? Like how, if you look at the season win total, they gained a, 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 a half a game. 
a game to half a game after beating the Giants? This is an overreaction. This is things that that people that go 17 and 10 against the spread in the last seven. That's 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 for the birds. I'm talking about real handicapping, real analyzing the spread and saying, what the hell changed from an odds maker's perspective? Or is this being driven by the public? No one's going to go to the bet to, to the board. No one's going to be at Caesars this weekend and go, you know, give me the Jacksonville Jaguars plus six. No one's going to do that. And those are the bets that you usually want to take. Always peep game on that. Everyone's on brown. Now, I'm not going to go bit. I'm not. But this goes to tell me I'm staying away from it. Yes. Because it seems too easy to me on a game that moved two and a half points to another key number. And they lost the player? What yeah, was proven? player. To me, all this is is overreaction that the Jags got blown out by the Texans. You know what I mean? Because across the league, they think the Texans are the laughing stock of the NFL, the national perception. Just just watch any you know Monday night football or Sunday night football. They will make a joke about the Texans. It's going to happen. And that's the problem is the whole public perceives it that way too. So now I think they're too down on Jacksonville because they, they lost to Houston, got blown out. I mean, it wasn't even a close game. It was The score made it seem a lot closer than it really was. So I think that's what it is right there, Jerry, is people are even more down on the Jaguars than initially. Can anyone then on the Jaguars, from a fantasy perspective, find success today on that field on a team that had 51 pass attempts? 51. They can't do that again. But then at the same time, they got a defense that's going to be coming with Fangio that's aggressive. What do you do? Do you avoid them altogether? Are they going to be playing from behind? Is this just an ugly game overall that you're not taking anything on the Jacksonville side of the ball? Well, here's what kills me about the Jaguars is which receiver is it going to be? You know, is it going to be Chenault or is it going to be Jay Chark or is it going to be Marvin Jones? You know, and the matchup's bad. So you have to pick one of three guys that you think is going to do something and it's a bad matchup. And Vic Fangio, man, you think Trevor Lawrence was confused last week. He's wait, wait, yeah, wait, wait till you see him this week. And you know they've been feasting. When you got a defense like that and you got a, a rookie quarterback, you feast. You can do things that, that you regularly wouldn't do on, 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 on experienced quarterbacks. You can div- gamble a little bit, yeah. bring a different blitz. I think he's going to see monster. He's going to see ghosts. Like, like Aaron said, he's going to see ghosts today. Is it enough for the six points, though? I'm staying away, but I'm just telling you from a gambling perspective, like I'm in the Circa Millions. I went out to Vegas to, to, to register. First thing that stuck out to me was Broncos because that was my biggest. I had two max bombs on the Ma- uh, Broncos games last week. That was my play of the week. So they're the first thing that stuck out, and that's something that whenever you look at a board, the first thing that sticks out to you that looks 3D, like whenever your eyes cross, and it looks, you remember those uh, 3D posters back in the day at the (laughs) mall? You sit there and look at them cross-eyed, right? When you look at the board cross-eyed, and it browns in Jacksonville, and you're like, whoa, back up real quick. You drop that thing. You drop it. I'm with you. I think there's so many better plays out there this week. I think there's some better spots to, to get in here with these spreads and, and these player props as well. We've got player props. We've got a little bit of parlays. I've got money on my mind coming up here soon at 11 o'clock. We've got a little bit of everything. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And before we get to break, guys, I just want to take a moment here to, to tell you about our friends at my bookie. We've been telling you all morning, and we're going to keep telling you all morning, this is the place to go open up your account Get it going. If you've always wanted to kind of get into sports gambling and, hey, guess what? It's it's free now across the world. You can bet on sports. They're allowing it now. This is the time to jump in. You don't have to go meet your bookie in a 
parking lot in some shady area and, and place your bets and get your money, you just get out your cell phone. You go to mybookie.ag, you put in promo code BET975, you deposit maybe maybe two, three hundred bucks. You just want to get started. They are gonna match that two or three hundred bucks. Then you got a nice little bankroll to get going. It's the beginning of the season. This is the perfect time. You get your account started, you listen to Moneyline every Sunday. You go to mybookie.ag. Promo code BET975, and you're taken care of, guys. And it's, it's easy. It's fun. They're doubling your deposit. And, you know, everything is just so much better with my bookie. Have a little action on the game. Have something to root for. If you're not a big Texans guy this season, how about you bet on, bet on some games and root to make some money this year, guys. So mybookie.ag, promo code BET975. Bet on anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Your home for sports. ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Real fun sports. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Shout out to everyone hanging out at Twitch. That's twitch.tv backslash ESPN 97.5. That's the Aggie Milkman. Always going to check on Josh Jordan's Red Bull. He's the Aggie Milkman. He is. And I, I let everybody down today. This one's on me. No Red Bull today. Asymmetric risk makes a great point about the 13 and a half point spread because it avoids uh, it, it, it's teaser protection. So what he's saying is. If you go in to take a teaser, if they lower that line and then you end up doing a six-point teaser, six-and-a-half, and you get Browns under a touchdown, that's a really good bet. So that's where there's kind of a protection, although the money's coming on the other side. They're, uh, they're real reluctant on which way to go. Or if you go in and take 20 points on the Texans, now you're getting three touchdowns, basically. Um, that's the way to view that. If you have stardom, sit questions, if you have questions about some bets, if you have a parlay, whatever you have, the phone lines are open for you. This is the show you can do that on. In 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 gambling and radio life, it's frowned upon to sometimes call in a show and say, man, this is my lineup. What do I do? But on Moneyline, for these two hours that are dedicated to your fantasy team, to your bets, to your winning, it's open just for that. 713-780-3776. Fire off what you have. Let me start right here on Twitch. Um, is it James White or Latavius Murray? Ooh. Is it a thirty-team league? <laughs> is there? Does it let me know what the uh, the scoring is? He doesn't. And everyone, right now, if you're listening, make sure that you let us know. Is it PPR or is it standard scoring? Is it half point, full point? Because that makes a big difference when you're talking about one James White that lives off of PPR or Latavius Murray, which is more touchdown dependent. Yeah, I, I would think if I'm in PPR, I'd probably roll with James White, hoping I had that nice good floor with the catches. And uh, I liked what I saw from him last week with his new quarterback. And with Latavius Murray, you're not sure how they're going to split that backfield. So you're, you're kind of hoping that he falls in the end zone. So maybe a non-PPR, you lean Latavius and PPR, James White. Going to the text line. Again, it's open for you. You can text us. You can call us, 713-780-3776. My man 501 says, Claypool or Aguilar PPR? Uh, I'm inclined to go with Claypool here. No one ever is uh, proud to say Aguilar. No, and look, I, I get it. He looked good last week, but you know, I think Claypool against the the Raiders. I think that could be a nice matchup for him. Full point PPR is it Melvin Gordon in a box score that is filled with a seventy yard run? Yeah, Mike Williams or Devontae Smith? Ooh. 
I'm leaning towards Mike Williams this week. He had a, a really nice breakout last week. A big total in that Cowboys game, a total that's been climbing all week long. Man, I'm big on Mike Williams as well because I think that a lot of people are going to go to Keenan Allen, so I'm trying to I'm trying to zig when they zag. Yep. But Devontae Smith, I think, is going to eat. There's oh. a lot of injuries on the back end of that of that 49ers defense. That is the toughest. I love both of those guys this week. I, both of those guys are great plays, so just keep that in mind. But I, I'm leaning towards Williams, but I have no problem with you starting Smith. I have no problem going to the HRP listener line right now because we got Carlos, and he has a fantasy question and a prop bet. What you got, Carlos? You're on money line. Hey, guys. How's it going? Um, I already played Nick Chubb over 88.5 rushing yards. I want to know how y'all felt on that. And uh, one of Jerry's uh, tweets, actually, I, I put them together for a parlay of Devontae Smith over 50.5 yards and one or more touchdowns. Let me know how y'all feel about the parlay. Thanks. I like it. I actually like it, yeah. A lot. And I mean, I, I you know, I, I get free picks. I got private picks. I'm just going to go ahead. When somebody hits one of my private picks on the, on the, the head, on the man, they hit the nail like that, right? Because I gave out Devontae Smith over yards as a prop bet. I gave him to get in the, t- the end zone as a prop bet. And I even did an end zone twice because it was 14 to 1. I just throw a little pizza money. I want to turn a little pizza into a lot of pizzas, mm-hmm. right? So, if he gets in the in the end zone once, why can't he maybe never get in there twice against a, a, a 49ers defense that we saw how they ended the game against the Lions? They were running wild down the field. And I think that whenever you got a young quarterback, and, and that's what we're going to call Hurts, and he's he's getting his opportunity, and then you got a young receiver, and they have they get on the same page. He He's just more more reluctant to look that way, right? Like He, he just, man, I got to look at my boy first, and I trust him. I think – I think Devontae eats today. No, I, I like him too a lot. I loved what I saw from Jalen Hurts last week. He was kind of my 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 quarterback before the season started. I was kind of pushing people towards, uh, you know, I, I was on Kyler Murray a little bit last year, a couple of years before that, or the year before that, Lamar Jackson. I love these I love these quarterbacks that can run a little bit and that you can see some improvement. Now Hurts has some receivers to throw the ball to. That makes a difference. Now he says Nick Chubb over, and I don't know if it was 88 and a half, somewhere around there, right? Um, yeah. The thing that I get to is how the first game went. He outsnapped Cream Hunt or outtouched Cream Hunt 17 to 9, okay? Almost twice as much. But he barely outsnapped them 53 to 47. And that's where I start my theory because it's real simple to go up there and say, yeah, of course, against the Texans. And he very well could because he breaks big runs. He did last year. I mean, we just spoke about it earlier. But what tells me is that they're splitting time as far as the share, the time that they're in, and in a game that's maybe going to be a blowout, what's not to say that Kareem Hunt's the one that sees maybe an uptick in those nine touches to maybe 12 or 13 that let uh, Chubb, a guy that's been deemed up many of times on occasions. And, and so it's, it's a scary proposition. Don't get me wrong. He can get a 25 or 30-yard gain on one, and then you're looking yeah. real good. But at that, at 17 touches last, last week, um, in a game that they almost pretty much split the share. Now you're asking 17. Now you start dividing that into the 88 and looking at that as yards per carry. And then you start saying, you know, that's how you make these prop bets down. And I'm just trying to give you a glimpse of what really goes down instead of just looking at a board and saying, man, this is the way I go about it. We're trying to give you that the good good. No, we, we are. And look, I think Chubb, is, I think he'll hit the over. Uh, you know, I, and I know, I think Kareem Hunt's going to play a lot too. I think they're going to be able to run the ball with both guys more this week. They're not going to be having to worry that Patrick Mahomes is going to 
put up this massive amount of points that they'll never be able to overcome. It's not going to be that type of game. I think the Texans are going to struggle to score, and I think Cleveland's just going to be like, let's get back to what we do, pound the football, some play action. I think it'll be a big day for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I would start both of those guys. Standard scoring, not sure which one of these receivers. Um, Evans, Brown, Claypool, Landry, three of them. Okay, so Evans, is it Antonio Brown? Antonio Brown, I'm sorry, yeah. Antonio Brown, Claypool, Jarvis Landry. I love Jarvis Landry this week. How many do I need to pick? Three. Jarvis Landry, for sure, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Claypool, I, Antonio Brown, or Mike Evans, pick two of those three. I think I'm kind of – What do you, you're a Steelers guy. What do you think about Claypool this week? He's a guy I'm, I'm looking at, and I'm trying to – I don't know. You watch them more than I do. What do you, what do you see out of him? You talked about Joey Galloway. I know he's a bigger guy, but it's his box scores resemble that. He has those box scores where he'll have two touchdowns, yeah. and then, but then he'll have where he doesn't really do any much. And it's it seems like it's Deontay over there that uh, that gets the mar- the share of things. I just I, they have so many weapons. It's hard to to fire him up. But then you say, okay, well, what do you say about Evans or Antonio Brown? See, they that's got the so problem. Many weapons yeah. over there, but. I think, man, that Brown, uh, that that Antonio Brown is is coming at uh, back to who he was. Like you were, you we're in trouble, football fans in general, because you saw him week one and you see Brady using him. And that's the Brown that used to play on my Steelers. Yeah, that's that Brown. And if he goes back to that, and you get that Brady, and you're still talking about Godwin, and you're still talking about Mike Evans and Godwin dropping balls multiple, it's all about trust. And if you go to trust. Brady's going to remember Brown on many occasions. I think Brown's going to be that guy this year. You're going to be like, what the hell? I love him, too. So, for me, I would go with Landry. And I think Antonio Brown, too. But I think Mike Evans is going to bounce back this week, too. You know, like, he didn't have a a very big game last week because they were going to Godwin so much, and Gronk got a ton of targets. That's the problem is when you start these guys, like me, I'm in a situation where I have to start Deontay Johnson and Juju this week on the same team. So it just depends on what your feeling is about starting guys on the same team. Mike Evans and Antonio Brown and Landry, I think, are the three best fantasy players. But if you're one of those guys that's worried that ah, I need some upside, I can't commit all that to the Bucks, then maybe you go with Claypool. Yeah, I like the way you put that because if you're looking for upside, you can make moves. But sometimes you start the same team. What do you really need out of these guys? Say you, say you got secure points at the running back position in a great matchup and your tight ends in a great matchup. And then you're saying, man, I just need six catches. If you get in the end zone, cool. If you get about 80, 90 yards, cool. I don't, I'm not looking for that mm-hmm. 120 uh, touchdown, you know, nine, 10 receptions. Give me six for 70 and maybe an end zone. But then my other guy on that same team, he's going to get in the end zone. We know that the team total, you always do that when there's a high team total or, or whenever there's points expected, whenever the Raiders are on a short week and they're injured on the back end, mm-hmm. they just lost their safety. Yeah, of course, Claypool can take advantage of that. That's when you look at it. Look at high team totals and teams that can overexceed that, not just because the team says 31 well, yeah, they, they got 31. Can they actually hit that 31? That's a big key in this. No, it, it is definitely. And for me last week, I this week I am playing Juju because I like the matchup against the Raiders this week. So that worked out. But last week, I took Juju out and started Hollywood Brown. I thought I'd have more upside, and that paid off. Hollywood Brown came through with a, a big, big game for me. And you know where I, I bet these player props, right, Jim? Well, one guy on the text line said he's going to parlay all the AFC South teams to lose. Where would you put that in it? <laughs> he's going to parlay it in all of them to lose? At my bookie, of course. <laughs> where else would you go do that? You're going to do it at my bookie, guys. And 
I love personally just being able to have my phone and be able to get on my bookie. And, you know, Jerry and I are always hitting each other up. Like, hey, are you seeing this line? Are you seeing that line? That's what we love about my bookie is they have great lines. And did you know, you know, my bookie, you have the ability, you can buy a point or you can buy an extra point. You know, what a cool thing is if you're, you're so close on betting a game, but you're just like, oh, I just wish the spread was a half point different. Well, they do that for you at my bookie. You have to pay a little more juice, but you can get that number that you like. And that's just one of the cool things about my bookie is that you can do stuff like that, guys. So go to mybookie.ag, promo code radio, or I'm sorry, promo code bet975, and you put in your deposit and they will match it up to a thousand bucks. And this used to be a thing where you had to be a new user. Or they wouldn't do the match. But now they're doing it for anybody with the start of this new football season. Guys, so mybookie.ag, promo code BET975. We'll be right back. ESPN 97.5. 